Welcome to the ASEAN Podcast, where we share inspiring stories from the ASEAN community and explore insights from experts of the region and beyond. The ASEAN Podcast is officially brought to you by the ASEAN Secretariat and available on various podcast platforms. Hi there! Welcome back to the ASEAN Champion Podcast, a platform that presents you empowering stories from ASEAN citizens to open doors of opportunities for the community. In this episode, Kairunisa Ashari from Brunei Darussalam is joining us, the inspiring co-founder of Green Brunei, a youth-led social enterprise that promotes environmental sustainability through education and advocacy on youth development. She has an immense passion for protecting the stunning biodiversity the planet Earth owns. Kai holds a long list of accomplishments and awards, including from His Majesty the Sultan of Brunei Darussalam in 2016 and was a distinguished speaker at the One Young World 2018 Summit in The Hague, Netherlands. Kai believes that maintaining a sustainable lifestyle is a purposeful journey, and you, yes you, are needed to join her in fighting the cause. So now, let's hear what Kai has to say on how to advocate and educate sustainability one trash at a time. Hi, I'm Kairunisa Ashari, or you can just call me Kai. I was born and raised in Brunei, Jerusalem, and proudly dedicating myself to advocating for environmental sustainability. I co-founded Green Brunei in 2012. One of the main reasons why I initiated Green Brunei is I decided to follow my heart. I know it sounds cliche, but I believe in passion. I believe in doing things that you believe in. Come with me as I walk you through my journey in promoting a sustainable lifestyle without scaring you away to change your habits overnight or judgingly staring at your plastic boba cup. I mean, who doesn't love boba? Worry not, because I believe that being eco-friendly doesn't mean that you're limiting enjoying your life. Here's the thing that might surprise you. I'm not afraid to admit that I'm not the most eco-friendly person. Yes, you heard it right. I'm the co-founder of Green Brunei and I wouldn't claim that I'm the greenest person because I know it's not easy to avoid plastics all the time. To me, being environmentally friendly doesn't equal restraining yourself from the joys in life. It's all about being responsible and more conscious about your consumption habits. It's a matter of control and you don't need to stress too much. Don't even punish yourself if you fail to produce zero waste in a day. Why? Well, I think of it this way. What if people caught me in the supermarket buying a bottle of soft drink? Are they going to call me out, shouting to me, Hey, is that a plastic bottle? Being called out publicly for your mistake is never a fun experience. That's why I prefer to advocate for responsible consumption instead of pointing fingers. Promoting environmental sustainability doesn't give me the right to deliberately preach or criticize those who haven't led an eco-friendly lifestyle. I will never eco-shame. 
It would only push people away and falsely label the cause that I am fighting for. We don't need you to completely eliminate your old habits to be a greener individual. What we need from you is to have a higher level of consciousness in managing your consumptions. And you know the drills. They're not rocket science. Recycle, reuse, and dispose properly. Just like the saying goes, a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. And here's what I hold on to. Great impacts start with the smallest change. And you're never too young to start. I started initiating Green Brunei when I just graduated from university. And yes, I was clueless, but I went with it anyway. I was brave enough to follow my heart. How I fell in love with this cause goes a long way back. It was like love at first sight when I visited Tamburong, a quite famous ecotourism village in Brunei. I spent a few days in the field study center, learning to measure and monitor the growth of trees, exposed to how climate change is harming biodiversity, damaging our natural resources. It was an eye-opening experience. We have an abundance of biodiversity, beautiful flora and fauna at risk. If we don't take action today, there will be no tomorrow for our children. I feel like I rediscovered a new side of myself and my life. I learned to appreciate nature more, and that turning point takes me to where I stand today. Running a nonprofit organization most of the time is like driving on a bumpy road. There was a lot of trial and error. Back then, when we were struggling to organize our first event, I managed to convince a government official to support our cause. And through his approval, we were able to secure sponsorship from a private company. Oh, that success had definitely boosted my confidence. The secret sauce? Communicate effectively. Here's the thing that I've learned in my early years. You don't need to influence the whole room. Sometimes all you need is one person to truly believe in you. And with that one person, you can find more doors to enter new opportunities. None of Green Brunei's success happened overnight. We take things slowly but steadily. We have to be patient. It's important not to immediately want such a huge impact. Don't underestimate the power of starting small. What matters is you start somewhere you're comfortable with. What's even more important is to be open to your own vulnerability. I've learned that it's okay to be honest and tell people that we don't know what we're doing. Yes, in that way, people will know exactly what and how to help and guide you. That's how you learn. I used to blatantly tell them that I've never done this kind of event before. What do I do? Who should I invite? What should I do to make this event happen? Don't shy away. Acknowledge where you lack and trust that people aren't there to ruin it for you, but they're there to support you. That's how you find the right people to work and grow with. At first, we didn't even think the slightest of advocacy. We were too busy enacting a bunch of events, volunteering cleanups here and there. We were restless for years until I realized all these small actions do matter. But at the end of the day, a hundred series of cleanups wouldn't solve the root problems. 
we need better infrastructure. We need clearer guidance in terms of how we implement our missions and how we turn our vision into a nationwide impact. That's why we started learning about advocacy. By giving a lot of interviews, by completing more events, we receive more attention from the media. With broad media coverage, we were able to promote certain recommendations, encouraging different stakeholders to take part. That's how Green Brunei advocates. We don't want to be perceived as an eco-warrior. We're not trying to point fingers at people. Instead, we prioritize collaboration. We connect to work together to create a greater impact. It wasn't about pushing the blink. It's not just telling people what to do from A to Z, but it's about how we all work hand in hand to manifest the desired change. It isn't a highway road, yet we're slowly getting there, fueled with blazing enthusiasm from the youths through collaborations to make the world a greener place. Youths have the passion and the vision, but it's undeniable that we need a very strong support from the government, from the policy side. Without incorporating the government, our efforts on the ground will be insufficient. So when Brunei Jerusalem recently launched the Brunei National Climate Change Policy, it shed light on where we're headed. The policy making was exceptional because youths from different sectors were involved to contribute ideas and shape the directions of the policy. It was not something that we just adopted, but it's also something that we can take ownership of because we're helping to draft the policy to direct Brunei to be in the next 5 to 10 years. The path ahead is long, and we've encountered many adversities while advocating for sustainability. But take a guess. What's the hardest thing to change that gives me a real headache? The answer is dealing with human behavior. I kid you not. We've placed all these bins and people still leave their trash outside the bins or on top of the bins. Evaluating and developing infrastructure has always been challenging, but to influence and sustain environmentally friendly habits among people is a whole different challenge. That's why we decided to engage more in education, collaborating with communities as much as possible through cleaning campaigns as one of the most popular activities while cooperating with many different agencies. On our own, we're a very small organization, so we need to partner with a bigger organization to create a wider impact. Last year, we managed to gather 2,000 volunteers all across districts in Brunei to help to collect trash. Due to the pandemic, we're trying to keep up with educating our audience online, tailoring a shared chain through social media. Surprisingly, the plastic waste production in Brunei during the period of COVID-19 has declined. So we thought it's a piece of very interesting information. While other countries are probably struggling to suppress the amount of plastic waste because of all the takeaways, our numbers have actually declined. We assumed this is a result of people spending more time indoors. Along with the improvement of plastics usage reduction during the lockdown and the participation of volunteers at Green Brunei, it ignites my spirit and I become even more hopeful. People are willing to come together and contribute to making Brunei a cleaner country. I'm a firm believer in starting small. In Brunei, we have the saying that goes, 
if you want to help people, start with your own backyard. Because if it's not happening in their backyard, people won't bet an eyelid. Out of sight, out of mind. Most people won't care if I told them that we only have 10 years before the land spill. But if I told them, what if the government opens up the next landfill in your village? Then they would start to digest that this issue is also their problem. Wow, no way, we don't want a landfill in our village. We're not trying to spark fear-mongering scenarios, but we attempt to give them the sense of it, instilling the perspective of, if you don't want this to happen, these are the things that you can do, hoping they will change the way they see the world. If more people decided to start taking care of their own surroundings, that would help to create a bigger impact. On the other hand, it's always interesting to learn from other communities, even from other nationalities. This is also why I am grateful to be a citizen of the ASEAN community. We may speak different languages, but it's almost the same for Brunei, Malaysia, and Indonesia. We value different cultures, and yet we have the same common understanding about one thing. We only want the best for the community, the best for our family, the best for the whole ASEAN region, the best for our mother nature. We may have innumerable differences, but never forget that we are more similar than we are different. That's all for today's episode of the ASEAN Champion Podcast. Kai's journey in leading Green Brunei has accomplished peculiar milestones, but Kai wouldn't be able to achieve the main goal of the cause without you taking action. As an ASEAN citizen, we are not a mere individual. We stand as one community. We have the power to bring hundreds of people together, even thousands, to fight for the right cause. As Kai has mentioned, start from your own backyard. One small step at a time, one trash at a time. So, ready to take your first step? Thank you for joining the ASEAN Podcast. Don't miss our future episodes and subscribe to ASEAN Podcast platforms and social media.